Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 5th of August, 2021. This is the COB. My name's Nadine Blaney, and I'm here with David Scott, who I'm presuming you know already that we call him Scuddy. Scuddy, elephant in the room, further lockdown for Victoria. Uh, Five deaths from COVID in New South Wales. It's pretty dismal, but what a juxtaposition. We've got the S&P ASX 200 closing at a record high for the second day in a row. Yeah, bad news is good news when it comes to, uh, to market pricing, it comes to stimulus and uh, support that will come through. Uh, but you're right, uh, from a human toll, uh, today is uh, unacceptable. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to be dealing with a lot more days like this, I think, uh, in the near term at least. Uh, and look, what happens longer term? Everyone out there, we'll say it before, we'll say it again. And I'm sure a lot of everyone who's listening to this podcast will do it. Get yourself vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, I could second that. Yep, we're going to put our opinion out there on that front. All right. Uh, in terms of equity moves, well, right around the region, we saw Asian shares mostly holding on to gains today. That is despite some hawkish remarks from the U.S. Fed chair, U.S. Um, US Fed chair Richard Clarida. But I'm not going to say hawkish. I'm going to correct that. I'm going to say less dovish. Yeah, that's a misnomer that I uh, know any central bank, it's, uh, there's, no, you could probably say that RBNZ is, uh, is anyone that's really hawkish at the moment. Everyone else is cooing like doves. So, yeah, talking about uh, raising rates maybe by the end of next year, but probably in 2023, and maybe setting the grounds for some, uh, some asset purchases. Come on, I've already had that, uh, that, that uh, no, jibe. We're yeah. not in an emergency anymore. You don't need to be buying $120 billion worth of bonds every month. But they did say that they would forewarn everybody uh, very, very well, and so that is what today marks. It Do marks the beginning of that taper talk. You're very astute and you are, you're, you pay attention to the patterns. You'll notice that uh, a lot of the Fed governors are now starting to go and talk yeah. about it. So it's not just the uh, the, the regional Fed no. presidents. And so it's, it's coming. This is it's the plan, people. So, so remember, like, it's, uh, it's no taper tantrum until there's going to be a tantrum. We'll see what happens. It's not a conspiracy, but this is the plan. We'll see. We'll see if they can pull it off with success. Uh BOE is tonight. We may as well just stick with central banks. Uh, widely expected to leave policy unchanged. Again, we'll be listening out for any more of a hawkish tone coming from the BOE. Yeah, maybe a bit of a commentary about when the timeline will be to go and unwind those asset purchases, the guilt, uh, guilt purchases they're doing at the moment, and when rate liftoff may or may not occur. The other furlough scheme, though, comes to uh, comes to an end at the end of next month. And, of course, most uh, no policymakers on the MPC are talking about that transitory narrative, of course, and transitory for as far as the eye can see, but uh, that's not going to go and change you, I don't think, at this time. But there will be updated uh, forecasts coming through. I had a good chat with Bob Desmond. You know him well, Scuddy, from... Claremont Global now and he was just talking about US earnings season what stood out to him and he was talking about these price inputs one of his takeaways was that uh, the corporates in the US do expect those to recede but they have pricing power and what we know is that oftentimes prices rise they very rarely 
immediately get taken away when those input prices go down. Yeah. Still, though. Transitory, huh? No, but still, the transitory argument is winning the debate so far. It is. It does sit to a lot of people's uh, narratives as well as what their investment portfolios are structured towards. So I can understand why it's the way. But but it is showing up. The transitory impact is showing up in a lot of the data. Yeah, but it comes down to where the growth settles, where the inflation settles. Everyone, I don't think anyone in their right mind thought that we're going to continue this trajectory like to the moon for, for inflation. But there is uh, there has to be some sort of understanding that even when it comes and slows down, which is inevitable, where does it slow down to? And uh, that's where I think that diverted opinion is, uh, is the most acute. Of the 200, let's get back to equities, shall we? So we did see, as I mentioned, the ASX close on a high. Uh, there you go. We saw plenty of strength in many sectors. Uh, particularly, we saw you know, the financials, consumer discretionary, and the health sectors winning. Energy and materials weighed heavily. I don't think that's a big surprise considering the performance of oil, you know, oil through the overnight period, metals all coming under pressure. Again, concerns about global growth, also steel production in China. Uh, we saw, you know, nickel mine coming back online, likely a valley nickel mine in Canada. So those are the dy broader dynamics. But going on under the hood, getting you across some of the big movers in case you missed it, where's my page? Uh, Jumbo Inter Interactive uh, on the 200 was up by about 5%. That was one of the best performers on no news that I can see in particular. Uh, we did see O-Media doing particularly poorly, down by 4.6%. Target price cut 23% and to neutral from outperform. I, I had a chat with Michael Janicki, who happens to be head of equities at Credit Suisse. I saw that in a very good conversation. Yeah, I enjoyed that you. interview. I, I really appreciate uh, this U-Media being brought to my attention at that time, of course, <laughs> for instant reaction from you, Scuddy. Thanks. We, we have each other's back around here. And um, look, Michael was pretty clear that the current lockdowns haven't tapered his expectations of growth going forward. He still expects to see earnings growth in FY22, generally speaking, from Australia. But Umedia is case in point of a company that, you know, suffered really greatly during the first lockdowns of the COVID pandemic, saw a resurgence in uh, advertising revenue coming through as economies opened up. But, you know, if you've got a point to a poster child, excuse the pun, um, you know, for a company that will suffer with fewer boots on the streets, that's Umedia. Yeah, and fewer boots in the streets in Melbourne, unfortunately, for the next week as well. So, yeah, it goes without saying, less people, less eyeballs, less revenues. So, yeah, uh, it is the poster child, uh, and uh, it is a very good pun as well. Thank you. Uh, so, we have that interview with Michael Jenicky available via the show notes. We do hope that you have listened to that. Um, he, he lays out sort of the positioning of Credit Suisse in terms of the banks and the miners as we head into this reporting season, and I've asked him what he anticipates post-reporting uh, season. Excuse me. It's been a while since I've been talking today. I've had my head down, bum up, um, writing, actually, for a change. Uh, Pinnacle Investments reported today. Share price up by 9%. Again, there's an interview with the uh, chief, Ian McCoon, online on the osbiz.com.au, if you'd like to listen to that, talking about Overseas um, opportunities. Also talk to him about, you know, where the threat's coming from, active, passive, and if the performance fees that they've been raking in through this period are sustainable. Yeah. And uh, like all the fund managers and wealth managers out there, it comes down to market conditions too. And we know that mm -hmm. they've been very strong. I did notice he was very, uh, no, very stern about talking about, you know, it's difficult to get alpha in any environment and everything else. Uh, look, I agree with him in that, uh, that sense. But uh, it has been one of those markets where I've got to say that it's been pretty 
easy uh, comparatively to going back the winners uh, because there's been some really clear thematics over the past 12 months yeah, or so. Yeah, I asked him that. You know, you would have had to be pretty bad not to have made Alpha and in the And, pa- yeah, and, that's, where, and that's where that passive investing, you know, going off tangent very briefly, but that's where that, uh, that passive uh, investment strategy falls over a little bit sometimes when it comes to that ability, not being as dynamic to go and see something that's really obvious mm-hmm. because you've still got those laggard sectors dragging the chain. Look, reporting season is very much front of mind here. We've got an interview with Andrew Whiteland from DP Wealth Advisory who previews three names, Magellan, Breville, and CSL. You can listen to that via the show notes. And it would be remiss not to talk about Nick Scali. Well, share price down by six-tenths of a percent on what was a bumper result, whatever way you cut it. But it is the sustainability of that. That's yeah. got to be the question. Yeah. And of course, uh, no guidance. And uh, No I, guidance. Yeah. I didn't miss it. My view today is uh, not just directed at Nick Scully, but it's a warning to any of the companies out there. I think Nick Scully has much better visibility than the vast majority of other companies out there. They've got the same factors. We're in lockdown. We've got cashed up households. We've got lots of home building taking place. They're the same. And, and we've been through, we've seen this before. Yeah. yeah. And we're only talking about visibility for the next six months. So, uh, yeah. And they feel confident enough to go and make a, acquire about making a huge acquisition uh, to position themselves for the future. So, I think it's a bit rich to say, oh, it's, it's a bit opaque, but we're going to go and buy a company. We want to go and buy this huge uh, acquisition. No, give me a break. No, honestly, calling it out. There's visibility out there. Use it. Okay. Let's yeah, that, that, no, no, no. I, I, I got to say I agree. Um, I think we talked about that last reporting season as well. Like how long, you know, uh, but then there are people in the market that don't even care about guidance. One of them is Ben Clark from TMS Capital, yeah. and he was one of Kashi's guests Wait. on the call today. How's that for a segue? Uh, listen to uh, Ben Clark from TMS and Carl Capolingo from Think Markets weigh in on Nick Scully. Tailors, not just Nick Scully, they're, they're very lucky at the moment. Their uh, margins are way, way up and uh, they're obviously sales are riding the uh, the COVID. I mean, this this FY is all about COVID and its impact and, uh, and lockdowns and and, uh, and people therefore re- re- refurnishing their, their homes and Nick, Carly, Nick Scully taking advantage of that. Incredible return on equity, probably one of the best in the market, over 50%. Annum. And I'm, I'm kind of gushing because, you know, I, I do love this stock. Every time I've been on the call, I've called it a buy. And I'm happy to reiterate the buy that we have in the system right. on this one. I thought it was an awesome result. Nick Scarley sort of said that uh, sales for July were down 27% versus July 2020. Um, and of course, that's because a lot of the, the stores at the moment are not allowed to open. Um, but then you wonder if that's going to create this pent up demand. You can get really good growth in retail um, from store rollout, um, which they seem to be continuing to plan on. Um, I, I think it's a buy as well. Um, you know, I don't think it looks overly expensive. The share price has come off today with, I think, more attention paid to that guidance. But I think you're probably going to see, um, you know, see it continue to run. Well, Scuddy, difference of opinion is what makes a market. Potentially today is a buying opportunity for these two because, well, that's what they said. They both called it a buy. It's going in the Osbiz portfolio. But that just that just reinforces my point. Well, no guidance, but they feel confident enough to go and buy it. Well, that's yeah. exactly... Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with them because I reckon I'd come four months' time. Nick Scully is going to be out with an announcement to the market <laughs> saying, hey, guess what, guys? We've managed to go and beat what your expectations were. <laughs> that's a good point, Scuddy. You're full of them. I will say P.S. Full of, full of a lot of stuff. <laughs> I did not buy my couch from Nick Scally. It is still not here. September now. 
mid-September. Yeah. We'll have a race because I'm still waiting for mine to Are arrive. Well, I can't even get to mine in Adelaide, of course. So my, be- my better half. I, uh, Think about ha- what great condition it's going to be in by the time you see it, Scotty. Uh, Silver linings. Yeah, I'm sure I'm Sure, my little one's probably going <laughs> to yeah. throw up on it or something. A little bit anyway. spit up. All right. Uh, look, Chris Conway joined us, joined Cara, I should say, on the trade with three stocks to keep a cool head on uh, in this reporting season, I suppose. So you can access that via the show notes. Listen, we've got jobless claims out tonight in the U.S. Of course, they disappointed in terms of the ADP read last night, all leading up to the jobs report on Friday. We do have a Fed speaker. Name of the guy slips my mind this very second. Um, but yeah, it, it's more central bank. It's more, it's, it's a lot of those roads lead yeah. back to the central bank still. I must say that I do appreciate the lockout period two weeks before the Fed meetings now, so we don't have to hear from all the Fed members, but no more softening up will go and take place. Yeah, that, uh, that ADP and ISM non-manufacturing divergence last night, I've been doing this now for uh, for two decades and I haven't seen anything that's so polar opposite apart when it comes to the picture it's being painted. Uh, so who knows what, uh, what payrolls are going to bring tomorrow evening, but uh, one thing for be certain, it'll be a surprise. Certainly so, and it is Fed Governor Waller, excuse me, but he's only on tap to discuss central bank digital currency. However, he was pretty hawkish. Yeah, he was. That that was the hawkish guy earlier this week. So no doubt. Sometimes you just got to put people in in lanes. Um, So listen, uh, we will bring you a a fantastic day of programming tomorrow. I do hope you can join us for that on ausbiz.com.au. I'll give you just a little bit of some insight, actually, into who we have coming up tomorrow. We will be speaking with Mick Farrell, ResMed CEO, just at 9 o'clock on the company's results. They do report tonight. I'll also be speaking with Senator Andrew Bragg. He'll be joining us at 10.30. There is an inquiry into crypto going on tomorrow. Regulation, no doubt, will come up. That will be an interesting one, just to see where the thinking is at in and Canberra. You've got to ask, from a global perspective, uh, does there need to be some sort of regulatory framework globally? Otherwise, yeah. it's just going to be arbitrage everywhere in that space. Al- Alistair McLeod, I started a conversation with him today about dividends and dividend strategy. I didn't get to finish the, the talk just for time. So unusually, I've asked him to come back tomorrow just so we can wrap it up. <laughs> so nice. we'll have part one and part two up on the website after uh, after 10 o'clock tomorrow. So I hope you can join us for that. Look, it's a Friday tomorrow. We're looking forward to it. Uh, we wish we could be doing the last call. We wish we could be seeing everybody in person, but yeah. Am I, am I allowed to have a little tipple of red wine on the we'll table? We'll have a tipple of red wine, <laughs> I think, tomorrow as well <laughs> after this I've week. Got to, I've got to bring it home in the clothes. So yeah. I, I feel it's like kind of like almost like I'm left out. No, no. Anyway. We'll, we'll get you covered. Don't worry. All right, everybody have a good night out there. Stay safe. Bye. 